Devotion to the Word of God is paramount for every Christian. But how does one rightly interpret Scripture? This holy book is sacred. This holy book must be read and understood correctly. You're listening to the Book of Jude. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Book of Jude. You know, I thought I was going to be able to punch these out, but it just got busy. It's the day after Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I got so busy so quickly, and I couldn't stop. So I apologize. I wanted to get this out sooner. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Um, if you're new here, if you've never listened to this before, we are in a series called the Old Testament and Revelation series. So what that means is we're going through the book of Revelation, but every time we see John use something from the Old Testament, we talk about it. And so if you're new here, if this is the first time you're listening to the book of Jude, uh, I would encourage you to go back to the beginning of season three. That's where we started. And also uh, take notes take notes because you're going to want to go back. I can't go over every passage and verse. So you're going to want to go back and study. Last time we started into Revelation 4, the divine council scene. And so um, we kind of hit some outline points on that. So this time I want to focus in on some things. So Revelation 4 verse 1, after I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice which I heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. First, we're going to focus on like a trumpet. What does that mean? It's not a trumpet. It's I heard a voice like a trumpet speaking to me like a trumpet. That means loud. He didn't hear a trumpet. There's no link to passages that associate a rapture or the second coming with the sound of a trumpet. Okay? That's that's not what we're talking about here. A lot of people have mistakenly associated this uh, verse with 1 Thessalonians 4, 13, 18. It's talking about the sound of a trumpet of God. Matthew 24, 31, a loud trumpet call. Or 1 Corinthians fifteen fifty two for the trumpet will sound. I want to make the distinction. So this is a voice which is speaking like a trumpet. So this is a voice of authority. This is loud. Um, and it's similar to two Old Testament passages, both in Exodus. And this is this should remind you of Mount Sinai. So let me read Exodus 19, 16. On the morning of the third day, there was thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. And if you fast forward to Exodus twenty eighteen, now when all the people saw the thunder and the flashes of lightning and the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, the people were afraid and they stood far off. 
Exodus 20:18. So uh, once you read passages and verses like Isaiah 18:3, you have the mountains and the trumpet is blown. Joel 2:1, blow a trumpet in Zion, sound an alarm on the holy mountain, let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. You got Zechariah 9:14, go forth like lightning, sound the trumpet, whirlwinds. Psalm 45, 5, shout, sound of a trumpet. So this should all take us back to Mount Sinai. All of the, the thunders and the lightnings, the thick cloud, loud like a trumpet, people are scared. Uh, this is what John is experiencing. And what's also interesting is the Israelites would try to imitate the voice of Yahweh using the shofar, right? The uh, Second Samuel six fifteen, Isaiah twenty seven thirteen, Joel two fifteen, and Psalm eighty one three, were imitating the voice of Yahweh. So Yahweh's voice is loud like a trumpet. It's it's deafening. It's a voice of authority, and we're going to try to imitate that as we go forward. We're going to remind the Israelites of the Mount Sinai experience. And so when we see um, after, and the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet, this is not describing a trumpet or a, it's not even describing a shofar. It's just describing the, the authority of the one speaking to him. And I'll quote, uh, Dr. Michael Heiser. And again, if you're new, most of this work is from Dr. Michael Heiser. And we also use uh, multiple scholars and theologians. And as I quote them, I will tell you who they are. Um, so Dr. Heiser says this, just as God's words to Moses at Sinai was precipitated by the sound of the trumpet of a trumpet from the glory cloud. This is Exodus 19.13, Exodus 19.16, uh, Verse 19, Exodus 20, verse 18. Just like that, so this voice heralds God's speech. And that's the end of the quote. So, uh, Revelation 4.1, connection to what? Revelation 1, 10 to 16. And I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. We, we've already kind of discussed this and went over this. I just want to make sure, because a lot of churches will say, oh, this must be some type of rapture. Let's let's it, it says trumpet, so we have to put it in. No, let's move forward. Revelation four two to three. Jasper, carnelian, emerald, rainbow. What of all these? What do all these have in common? Well, the throne vision of Ezekiel one, as John has already used, alluded to Ezekiel. The throne vision in Ezekiel 1, verse 16, you have chrysolite. Uh, 22, verse 22, you got crystal. Verse 26, you have sapphire. And verse 27, you have gleaming bronze. John also uses Daniel, the book of Daniel. Chapter 10, 5 to 6, we're looking at gold, uh, barrel, burnished bronze. Just look that up, uh, Daniel chapter 10, 5 to 6. And if you want to jump ahead and just read chapter 21 of Revelation, you'll see the description of the New Jerusalem. Even later on in Revelation 21, 
I believe it's around verse 11, we're talking about the radiance, like the most rare jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. In fact, let me just let me just read chapter 21. Um, let's start at verse 18. Revelation chapter 21, verse 18. We'll start there. The wall was built of jasper, while the city was pure gold, like crystal glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with every kind of jewel. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third. It just keeps going on and on. The emerald, onyx, carnelian, chrysolite, beryl, uh, topaz. And even the next chapter, Revelation 22, Then the angel showed me a river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God. So John is communicating that he's in the presence of Yahweh. He's in the presence of a divine council. Uh, we have thrones. We have uh, the, these elders seated on thrones, white garments, golden crowns, seven torches of fire are there, the thunder, the seven spirits, uh, which are the seven torches of fire, of course, uh, the sea of glass. All of these, it's to remind the reader of the Sinai theophany. A theophany is a visible manifestation of Yahweh. So this is common. When God shows up, this happens. When God shows up, you're going to see these things described. It happens in Revelation 8.5. It happens in Revelation 11.19. And again in 16.18. And again, let's just, you know, Exodus 19. On the morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings, a thick cloud on the mountain, and very loud trumpet blast so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out to the camp to meet God, and they took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. The smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln, and the whole mountain trembled greatly. And as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke, and God answered him in thunder. Do you see? That's exactly the kind of thing we're seeing. Um, this is what happens when people describe meeting God, seeing God, seeing his, his heavenly host, seeing his realm. All of these descriptions are made. So was John using the Old Testament? In the beginning of Revelation 4, of course he was. And with that, it's a good time for a break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Book of Jude. Connect with us on social media. Search at Book of Jude on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Chaplain Jude posts frequently with additional resources for you to further your study of God and His Word. Feel free to ask questions or leave comments. Remember, prayer requests are always welcome. Thank you for listening to the Book of Jude. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back to the Book of Jude. Now, we did see uh, the seven torches of fire, which are the seven spirits of God. This is from uh, early on in Revelation. We've already went over this. Uh, angels 
in, in early Judaism, they were made of fire. These were the holy ones. Uh, we also spoke of the menorah early on. So I, I don't want to spend too much time on there, but I do want to spend time on the 24 elders because we have not seen this thus far. Now, some will tell you that, the, well, first of all, this is a very hot, hotly debated topic on who or maybe even what the 24 elders are, or what they represent or who they are. So let me just start out by that. But this is Old Testament revelation. So we're, we do have um, some examples from the Old Testament uh, that might fit, that might not. You be the judge. So because, listen, 24 elders, oh, they're, they're the stars, they're, they're angels, the Old Testament saints. No, they're the, the, the patriarchs. They, they represent the 12 tribes of Israel. And the other 12 represent the 12 apostles. And, and they're up there. And the, Well, there, there's a little bit of issues with all of these things, especially that last one. Um, John's not dead yet. Let's, let's just back up. Let's, let's look at the two Old Testament passages which have group have have a group of elders that are before God. And the first one is Isaiah 24:23, and this is about judgment. Isaiah 24 is about judgment. Uh, the moon, uh, verse 23, the moon will be confounded and the sun of shamed, for the Lord of hosts reigns on Mount Zion in, in Jerusalem, and his glory will be before his elders. And and so you even, I want you to remember the moon will be confounded and the sun is shamed because that's, that's judgment language. Uh, but this does have before his elders. And the other one is Exodus. In Exodus 24, you have the 70 elders of Israel, right? You have Moses, Aaron, Nahab, Abihu, um, the 70 elders of Israel. They went up, they saw God. By the way, under God's feet was a pavement of sapphire stone. Just want to add that as well. So that's Exodus twenty-four. So you see, the, these two these two examples could be where John is is bringing it from. Now, the twenty-four, the number is actually what kind of throws everybody off because we want it to to kind of match something, right? What does most scholars say? Scholars tend to lean towards human believers as they are seated on thrones wearing white garments and wearing golden crowns, which we've already uh, seen that that's, that's accurate. That's what the human believers, they, they sit on thrones, they get to wear the white garment, and they wear crowns. We've already seen that. In Revelation, angels never sit on thrones. They never wear white garments, nor do they wear golden crowns? Okay, so maybe it's not the angels, not the stars. We do see this description for human believers, quote-unquote saints, in heaven. Revelation seven thirteen to 15 Revelation 19, 7 to 8. And also verse 14. What if God's heavenly council is made up of both celestial beings, which we call angels, celestial beings, his hosts, and human glorified believers. But what if it's an, another overlap of John? 
spiritual beings, humans, after their life on earth, now obviously spirit beings, now members of and participating in God's governing council. Where could this be coming from? Well, I'll take you to Daniel chapter 12, and we'll just read the first few verses. Daniel chapter 12, starting with verse 1. At that time shall arise Michael, the great prince, who has charge of your people, and there shall be a time of trouble, such as never been has been since there was a nation till that time. But at that time your people shall be delivered, everyone whose name shall be found written in the book, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the sky above, and those who turn away many to righteous like the stars forever and ever. Now, I believe we've already touched on this before, but it's a good reminder that believers, righteous ones, their name is found in the book, and they will be like the stars of heaven. They will be like the stars. They will shine bright like the stars. Again, this is a merging of a human life to a spirit being. This doesn't contradict any any of our theologies, right? We We believe that, you know, our body, our flesh and bones are but a shell, and we die. We all die. We're going to get to 80, 90, 100 if we're lucky, and we're going to die, if not before, right? And then, then what happens? Then what happens? Well, God says that he's in control over what? The living and the dead. And you're either going to be with him or you're not. So my spirit or my soul is going to return to God some way, somehow. And I'm going to be like, if my name is found written in the book, I'm going to be like the brightness of the sky above. I'm going to be like the stars forever and ever. This is the same language that's used that describes the what we call angels, the, his heavenly host, his divine counsel. And, oh, I'm going to be a part of that? I'm going to be grafted in? Yes, this merging is something that we're going to continue to see over and over. He's going to describe uh, the new Jerusalem as the church. We're just going to see it over and over. So just get ready for that. So that's what we have going on here in Revelation 4 and 5, this divine council scene. Uh, you must read Daniel chapter 7 for the similarities if you haven't already. So all authority is given to Jesus. Jesus then shares that authority with us, human believers, and he shares his throne, Revelation 3.21, and then he places them, us, over the nations to judge, Revelation 2.26. Now, does it make sense? The merging, the sharing in authority, we judge, we sit on the thrones. Now we're, now we're, now you could kind of see us as the 24 elders, we're sitting on the thrones, and we're judging nations. And, oh, by the way, let's just talk about it. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 6, 3 that we're going to, don't you know we're going to judge angels? What if we're judging the ones that rebelled? I'm just throwing that out there. I'm just, I'm just trying to paint you a picture. It all kind of makes sense. 
it's hard for us to think about. And it's very difficult for us to, if we're getting wrapped up in uh, end time theories of, oh, this is the rapture of the church, or this is when this happens, and we're still waiting for a third temple. And that, <laughs> no, let's just let's just take it the Bible for what it says. And there's an underlying theme throughout Revelation, and we've seen it already, and we're seeing it right now. There's this merging of spirit beings and human believers becoming spirit beings, becoming uh, members of the divine council. And this is a powerful picture that John is is painting for us, right? All right, so are the 24 elders, um, angels, stars, you know, humans, spirit beings, old believers, new believers? You know what the answer is? The answer is yes. Yes to what? Yes to all of them. It's all of us. This is this is what God wanted from the beginning. That he he had his his host. He had all the what we call angels, his his spirit beings, his celestial beings. He he created humans. And it was all good. And, and of course they rebelled. We rebelled. Um there's a series of rebellions that you see from both in the Old Testament. So, yeah, so Revelation is this bringing everything back to order, bringing everything back to what Yahweh wanted. And so, um, yeah, it's it's everything. Who, You know, you can get stuck on the 24 if you want. You can say, well, I think it's old believers and new believers. That's fine. He still has his celestial. It's, it's all the same. Either we're spirit beings or the spirit being the celestial beings, his hosts, his angels are, I mean, it, it's all the same. We're going to judge nations. And, and so it's yes to all of them. There's no need to, oh, I, I think it's this and not that. No, it, it's, it's all of us. It's all of us. And that will do it for today. I've given you a lot to think about. A lot to look over, go back and read, look over your notes. We are trekking our way through Revelation and how John uses the Old Testament. Again, the works of Dr. Michael Heiser, Dr. Beale, Dr. Ahn, McDonough. These are interesting times and interesting things to mull over when you're dealing with the book of Revelation. Once again, I'm going to try to Keep moving these out as fast as possible with the holidays. I know y'all are busy. I'm crazy busy. And uh, just keep praying for me and I'll keep praying for you. And as you go out into this world, you make disciples.